Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Boxing. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outside of boxing podcast coming to you live with an immediate reaction. January, man, the 13th of the month, 2019, new year, new intro, as you've heard on the midweek show. Hope you all enjoyed that one. I got a love for the <clears throat> up-tempo uh, selection that we had with the Martin intro. Pretty fun, unique, uh, rather than the whatever, whatever. But anyways, uh, crazy day for me today. <clears throat> As of the moment, getting ready to uh, get the week started, coming to, know, to you on this late-night edition. But... We had to come at you around this time because we had to see this fight with Jose Escati and Caleb Sweethands plant, which turned out to be all that impressive, good, this, that, and the other. But before we get to any of that good stuff, how about football today? How about football yesterday? Uh, what a thinker that was by the coach against Sideshow Bob being Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, <clears throat> number one seed looked like a number one seed. Dallas Cowboys, how about them eliminations? Um, whatever, whatever. But my guy, the one, the only, the G-O-A-T Caps, Thomas Patrick Edward Brady. People might hate on him because he looks like an astronaut. His wife is the superest of the supermodels. Disagree with me? Check the Forbes numbers. His chin is something people can only dream of. Five Super Bowls. Five Super Bowls. And again, coming out of a first-round bye, taking out old man Rivers and the so-called team that was going to end a dynasty, got that ass whooped. The lights get too bright for some. But for others like Thomas Patrick, it's another day in the office. Oh, yeah, and that Saints game against the Eagles that happened. Guess Nick Foles isn't nine-inch Nick, like some people in Philly like to say. 
look back, Alshon Jeffrey, with the selection of choice candy being Butterfingers in the most opportune, all in all, good times. I love it. Me and Seattle Slime have a little wager coming up next week when it comes to KC and New England. We'll discuss that when he brings his ass on the show. But I want to take it to my main man, Willa, right now <clears throat> because this is a late-night edition. I want to see how he's doing over there. I, I spoke to him a little while ago about some of the nonsense of fights that were on the undercards. Joey Spencer fighting another bum. Uh, Omar Figueroa's scrub brother fighting another scrub. I almost fell asleep on my snowflakes lap watching this shit. But when the main event came in, I picked up business. So anyways, take it to my man from the southern portion of these United States. To my tag team partner, which I hold gold with in the podcasting world, D. Willow Wilson. Hello, how are you? What's going on, my man? Man, hey RC, Whenever can you hear you. me? Yeah, yeah no, that was, I can. This, this, this shit is terrible. Yeah, you're going <clears throat> in and out too. I don't know what's going on. Well, but hey, yeah, man. Um, mm-hmm. Hype off the fights, man. Ready to talk boxing. You know, uh, football. I called all those games. Nothing, nothing to really discuss. We we all knew what was going to happen. At least I did with every single one of those games. So I never heard you. You know, call let's. Uh, games, but all right. Yeah, well, I did. It's it's documented, but. Let's uh yeah, a lot of boxing, boxing going on, that. man. Our guy, our guy. I can't hear you breaking up. Our guy, um, my guy, Plant, putting on a hell of the, a hell, hell of a performance. Just a couple of minutes ago, uh, we got to see some young up and comers. You know, boxing's been doing their thing, pushing these guys. We got to see two more young, young beasts coming up in the game. And then we saw Devin Haney on Friday, man. So, yeah, we got some good stuff to talk about. Um, yeah, man. Let's get to it. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't, wasn't anything good for me. Uh, the plant fight was pretty good with Uskatsugi, but was it really? Uskatsugi looked chinny. And I don't know. Let's get straight to it before I start talking about any other fights. Uh, quote-unquote B-side, Caleb Sweethands Plant went in a fight where uh, the sympathetic figure was put out for the public with the uh, deal with his daughter, burial, and all in all involved with. He felt like, was he really the B-side? Because there was no notoriety given to the A-side. Um... But he came into the fight and, I mean, looked really good for the first uh, one through six I gave him. He gave uh, seven to Skatsugi, even though the unofficial scorecard did not. Um, And Plant looked like he started to run out of gas a little bit towards the end. But all in all, great game plan, great perseverance, great heart shown, uh, given the fact that he had a pretty ugly gash. And gas tanks started to look like it was running empty towards the end. But hell of a game plan. Uh, Decent corner job by Caleb Plant, even though after the seventh round, when he asked what round it was, they were kind of like, uh, 
definitely get people on your team who knows what round it is when you're in a fight with some sort of magnitude and um, anything as far as titles being at stake. Just my just my uh, great performance, nonetheless. Um, I liked it. I liked it. It was a pretty good fight, man. Uh, I, I didn't say this, that, or the other was going to happen. I was just looking forward to a really good fight, and I think that's what it turned out to be. Maybe if Uskotsky had a better game plan and worked his jab and tried to put together punches instead of looking for the home run shot all night, we would have been in store for a better fight. But a hell of a performance. I give Caleb Plan an A for his, his effort, his perseverance, and for the outcome of the fight, that and all. And he got the W. Big W, big applause for myself, and I'm glad to see a white guy doing some work in this sport because we need more of those guys, like we said plenty of times. Uh, Will, are your thoughts on this fight, though? Oh, man. From beginning to had... I'm sorry? Oh, I got you. I okay, said, okay. yeah, okay. Never mind. You were breaking up a little bit. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so from the from the beginning to the end, it was an excellent fight, man. We had... You know, the story of Caleb Plant, you know, you sit there, um, you know, real fathers. If you're a father, you shed a tear. You know, your eyes got a little watery. You saw the story of Caleb Plant. And as as we said on the show before, as I said, this guy was, was pretty good, and we're going to see how good he really was. Um, he came in there, boxed him. You know, he has the uh, Travis Kelsey effect. You know, he's doing a little dancing. He's doing a little showboating in there. He's got the, you know, he came to the ring. I couldn't hear what he was, I couldn't really hear what it was, but it was some kind of hardcore hip-hop, you know. Um, and, you know, he went in there and gave the guy to work, you know. I gave Ustegi, I think, maybe two rounds. Um, one, he got a good lick in. And, and even the rounds that he won, it's not like – it's not like he really even really won those rounds. Those might have been sympathy rounds that I was given, and I had to really sort of question myself who was doing the real work in there. Um, Caleb Plant looked great. Uh, he looked very good, knocking uh, Ustegi down two times. The uh, first one was more of a little, uh, you know, off balance, but the second one hit him with that hook, sit him down. He was in there, you know, <clears throat> hey, that boy came in there and he shined. Uh, wish I would have put some money on this, but I think it was like 150. wasn't really nothing too serious, but it was. Uh, yeah, man, good fight. I was hyped. I think they made a star. I want to see how many people watched the fight, but if they watched that whole thing, they had a star. They got a star, Caleb Plant. Um, you know, you could tell that he has that. Like I said, he has that Travis Kelsey effect, which is sort of the in between. You know, he doesn't talk like a full, a full, uh, you know, what we would like to call a wigger. He's not, you know, he doesn't talk long like a full-on guy like that. But you could tell that he has it in him. He's probably, you know, all the people around him in his corner is black except the two, his trainer and the old guy. Uh, you could see that, you know, he's gone through a lot and that he fought for this, man. And I'm, I'm very – it was a very inspirational Sunday uh, way to end off the weekend with a great fight and a great story. Uh, Caleb Plant is going to be something to deal with, especially in a division where, you know, it's not really that many monsters. So he could do his thing on PBC. I think PBC got another guy. He definitely did, man. And um, speaking for myself, 
I don't have any children. Um, but I do have a niece that I am the godfather of. And, you know, it was touching. I'm not going to lie about a tear being shed with the story with uh, Caleb Plant and uh, the unfortunate circumstances that he's dealt with with his um, early deceased daughter. It was very sad, man. And uh, I don't speak wholeheartedly on it, but, you know, being given the fact of a sympathetical figure when the A side has not been talked about, it's just something for me to touch on and kind of, I mean, you know, it's just something to take note of. But nonetheless, I mean, hey, the guy definitely did what he needed to do. It was no controversial decision whatsoever, and uh, I was glad to hear unanimous decision being brought out. I didn't want any kind of foolery for Scott to get and in any of all that. Um, <clears throat> but a hell of a fight, man. Hell of a fight. I was very impressed with it. Uh, with with Caleb Plant showing her, he's showing some quick tits, yeah, quick twitch, uh, great reflexes, and a really good shin. Because no matter how you seen the fight going, Muscatsky definitely had some, he had some dangerous power. And uh, when he did land some of those shots on Caleb Plant, uh, I mean, uh, one instance of the fight, Caleb Plant looked like his legs weren't under him and was going to be the longest 57 seconds of his life. <clears throat> But he held up really good. Uh, found himself an uppercut to buy him some time and get him to the corner, survive, and persevere. So, uh, hell of a performance. I'm not, I'm not mad at it whatsoever. Man, I'm glad to see Caleb Plant get the, the W, and I'm glad to see Oskatsugi, uh showing first class as far as sportsmanship being given from both sides. And... Um, I mean, a great fight. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it all. I enjoyed the, you know, UD. And um, what's next for Caleb Plant, we'll find out. Um, but I do know that what he's shown today was definitely something for the mainstream audience, casual viewership, and things of that nature, to be more so interested in a guy who's not only had a sympathetical story, but shown skills and all this, that, and the other in one night of action against a game opponent like Jose Muscatigui. Very impressive. Very impressive. Hey, yeah. You know, even though, you know, even though I only had uh, Jose, Jose, uh, you, um, even though I only had him winning like two rounds, there was a few times where I was like, "Uh uh-oh, you know, is he going to, is Plant going to make it? You know, there was a couple of times. Yeah. uh, Especially in that maybe like the ninth. May about be like the ninth or tenth. It got a little, it got a little scratchy there, but he stayed in there. What's his name? Got tired. He started doing a little more work. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he did a great job. It was a boxing. That was a boxing lesson. The boy did a great job. I'm proud of him. America with another champion. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. I, I mean, I like how you put that, bro. I really do. Uh, but hell of a job by Caleb Plant, man. I can't deny it. Now, will it, um, on 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 moving along forward with Caleb Plant. Um, Hold on, man. Let's see. Uh, let's see who's in the. Let's see who's in the division. Let's see where. Let's see where we where we rank him in this division. I'm trying to pull up the champions. I don't know if my. Uh, well, that's well. Yeah, that's what I was getting. I don't know. That's what I was getting. I don't know. Um, oh, okay. Do you want to see a rematch with Uzgatsky? Does he? Do you think he deserves an immediate rematch with rematch clause in a fight like this? 
I mean, because he could give an argument that, hey, he, he caught me a few times and I was never uh, really injured in this fight. And if you look at the damage when it comes to facial features, he might have a case for a, I deserve an immediate rematch. Do you think he should get that? No, because he got his ass whooped. No, 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 no. Yeah, I don't. It's it's on the bigger and better things. Big time. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, Ustegi, they got him as the what? What is it? What ranking is this? This is box rec. I don't know. They got him as eight. They don't even have my man <laughs> right, right at the top 25, I don't think. Um. Yeah, man. I think the way he looked last night, he could beat any of these guys. Eubanks, Caleb Smith. Come on. I mean, he might not be able to uh, get that boy El, El Zordo, Gilberto Ramirez. But besides that, yeah, uh, he he's looking good. Yeah, because he looked a lot smaller in this fight against the Scots again. I can only imagine against a guy like Zordo. I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's a, that's going to be a tough task right there. But he does have good reflexes and a really good chin from what I've seen because Uzgati was loading up all night. He wasn't trying to work his boxing skills or nothing. He was trying to put this guy out. And you could tell he was coming forward all night. Even in the rounds he was losing, he was trying to show um, – uh, he was trying to show more energy, so to speak, when the bell rang, hopping back to the corner and uh, showing a lot of uh, – of, uh, I mean, facial feature-wise, no damage really, but he was smiling a lot, acting as if he was not damaged at all, even though he was getting that work. Um, it, it just seemed to me like uh, Plant definitely has great reflexes, great boxing skills, and when it was time to get in the phone booth, he wasn't no—he wasn't nobody to be pushed around, you know. No, most definitely. Even though he was out could, there doing his thing, even though he was not, the, even though it's got to be, was the heavy-handed guy in the fight. He, he Caleb Plant showed he got that dog in him. Right, right, and you don't have to be the hardest puncher to 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 knock the other guy, knock the other guy down. And they a boxer that has this boy at the thirty fourth ranked uh, super middleweight in the game. So this boy then came up substantially. I think he's probably going to get a big deal. Hey, he didn't change his life. That's what you're supposed to do when you come out. This is his first time. You know, a lot of these guys, you know, are getting the uh, these guys that fought before. The guy that fought on uh, Friday night, um, Haney. They're getting they're getting the uh, the advantage of coming out, having the people see them, you know, on the big on the big scale, you know, as they're young, as they're building up, getting fan base. Um, my man just came. Uh, Plant just came in last night. Uh, well, not last night, a couple of couple of minutes ago. He just came in, biggest night of his life, in front of everybody, in front of the biggest crowd, Sunday night. Fox Sports, you know, I, I, it probably did all right the way they were, you know, pushing it during the um, the the, uh, the the last the Saints win. So the boy came out there and gave that guy the work, and he's white and he's American. Hey, <laughs> yeah, he did you it. You have to put that little. That's what that's what boxing needs. That's what boxing needs. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. I was I was pulling from for the start. I was going from uh, never had nothing really against his Gatagi or nothing like that. I mean, but, I mean, he he really tried to bully Plant this whole fight. He tried to put his body on him as far as pushing him back. And when they were in clinches, Caleb Plant had his arms uh, wide open as if I'm not holding him. He's holding me. 
Like, but that's just a, a tactic from a bigger, stronger puncher trying to take a little bit of gas out from Caleb Plants, which, which which came into fruition towards the later rounds, 10, 11, 12. Uh, you could tell Caleb Plants' gas tank was running a little low, and he was uh, uh, dealing with that, that early gash on his eye, his right eye, that was uh, very notable. As soon as uh, Uskatagi landed that shot, he took a big shot as well. But Caleb Plant started bleeding early, and for him to persevere through that, yeah, you, you got to tip your cap. I don't care if you're you were a Uskatagi fan. If you're a family member or a fan of Uskatagi, you got to give Caleb Caleb Plant props. And I mean, I, I give him nothing but a, a full hat off and a full dose of credit given to him. He deserved that fight, and uh, he 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 really did earn that W and earn that title that he took tonight. And there's no, there's no if, ands, or buts or any kind of privilege given to the fact that him picking up that W unanimously. And I think he he earned it the the hard way, and you know he was uh, dancing around in the final ten seconds, not dancing, but he had his hands up and and he knew he won that fight. And I think Uskotsky even know he had to know himself that he's gonna have to hold that L, and that's what happened at the end of the night. Hell of a performance by him, but what lies next for him? We'll have to see. I think that he's deserved, if not given an immediate rematch with uh, Uskati given by rematch clause of the champion losing the title. Give him a hometown fight in Nashville. Give him a bone, I say, and put a rocket on this guy's back and uh, push him as high as you can because he's got a great story. He's got great skills and um, very underrated at that. And, I mean, Give him something. Give him a showcase fight coming up forward to his hometown in Nashville, where he could go back and be a champion and 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 put something on display for PBC. I think he's earned that. So what lies next for him, we're gonna have to see. But he definitely earned everything that's given to him, and it was not anything that was an easy night of work for him because he was in the ring with the fighter who had the heavy hands, bigger fighter, and uh, was looking to knock him out all night. Uh, even when Plant was hurt and took some a big hook. Uh, I think it was a left hook he took in about the 10th round. And uh, that just goes to show, man. You know, even if you're um, having a clean slate the way they had it, to continuously push yourself to the limit and go uphill in a battle where you're facing some adversity, man, that's a, that was a hell of a performance, and that's what boxing's all about at the end of the day. At, at the end of the day. And now he can legitimately enjoy the fruits of his labor after tonight. A hell of a performance, man. Hell of a performance. I'm I'm glad. It was something that uh, I, I, I was enjoying, and I think everybody who was witnessing was enjoying. And as you mentioned, after football, which they were promoting it as on PBC, it was a fight night on Sunday after football, which took over the day, which took over the day viewership from sports fans that were uh, in tune with Fox sports and, uh, I mean, because at the the bar scene that I knew, a lot of people were telling me about how great of a fight that was from bartenders I knew and things like that. Being putting that on right after football, great job by PBC because they knew what was going on today in the sports world and a hell of a way to cap off uh, a full day's event worth of sports. And, um, I mean, there's, there's not much else I can say. Just a great performance by a guy who earned it the hard way. Yeah, and and what I would say, 
it's PBC. They did. Hey, they were they were thinking. They put their whoever the, who was the Al. Al had his. He's got his finger on the pulse of America. He went out there. He put it after the playoff games. Everybody's chilling. You know they're gonna relax. He might throw that on. Then what do you have? You start off with a Mexican guy who's a pretty boy. I think he might even have. Uh, I don't. Uh, he's a pretty boy. I know that. And he looks very white, and he's from America. We have an American fighting. Then you've got another guy. He comes up. He looks like Canelo, but he's really white. He's actually really white. You know, he's a another American from Michigan. They put him on. Easy work. Then they put on our guy, Caleb Plant, another American white guy for the easy work. Now, these guys put – Hey, they did exactly what they needed to do to to position PBC, in, you know, in some kind of a foothold in the, you know, to get boxing back in the, you know, the American psyche. You know what I'm saying? Get it back up there. And the, this was a smart move that these guys did. And, but the only thing that they didn't do was they let these fools, these young fools talk. And then Caleb Plant, all he could say was like two things, and they had to cut it off and go to the basketball game. PBC needs to understand next time you don't let yeah. the bums – I mean, you don't let the young guys talk. If you're not fighting t- 12 rounds, you don't need to be talking after the fact. You know, it was cool that they were talking, yeah. but then at the end when you don't have any – when you can't talk to the guy who just won the championship and who y'all been building up the whole time because you got to go to the uh, – you got to go to the basketball game <clears> – <throat> You know, that was a poor move. But, you know, they're just now starting, I guess. We'll we'll let them yeah. chalk it up. Hopefully they learn from that. But besides that, they played that perfect by Al Heyman and the PBC. Yeah, that was pretty whack. If I was to complain about one thing, they gave um, – they gave uh, – what was it? Uh, Brandon Figueroa. They gave him more – time on the mic they gave Joey Spencer more time on the mic when they fought complete bums uh, than they did a guy who should have got more than one question given to him that was pretty whack but I understand time restrictions being Fox Sports 1 and, and all that and all that but but that was weak they need to fix that they need to fix that that was, uh, that was pretty weak in my opinion you got to give that guy a little bit more than just a question and okay, we gotta go. You can tell that uh the reporter, I don't know her name, but she was uh asked the one thing and you she was gonna go to a next question and it was like oh, she got that call in the ear like, okay, we gotta go. I didn't like that. And I'm glad you brought that up though. Yeah, I mean it's it's just because it was live T V and and if you notice they went right to the game, these boys this way they hit the you know, they, they blew the whistle and got the game going. So, you know, they had other monies to make. So they can't get big. I can't, you can't be mad at the uh, the people for that. You just got to be, you know, hopefully they, they realize that and they don't let these young guys talk. They haven't, they don't, they, we, they haven't deserved to, to be out there talking, um, you know, fighting four rounds. No, man. For well, sure, Figueroa man. did fight a 12 round fight. My bad. Well, Figueroa could talk. I guess. I guess I just. Uh, you know. I guess Figueroa could talk because they started it off with a twelve-round fight, but still. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, I guess. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you know, but well, whatever. It is what it is. The, 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 the two showcase fights, even though, um, it might not have been considered a, a showcase to some. Uh, for me, I told you how I felt about it, but uh, as far as the first fight went, but uh, the way things were going and how it was kind of dictated by Figueroa. Uh, you know, young guy against an old guy was the story of the first two fights. Joey Spencer, a guy who's shown a lot of potential, being the PBC 2018 prospect of the year, um, you know, fighting a firefighter who is, you know, two and one coming off a 225-day layoff, you know, that um, – He was a slash detective also. Firefighter slash detective slash MMA fighter. Yeah, it's not going to take much for him to have much research or uh, any kind of investigative work for him to figure out what went wrong in his fight because he just got his ass whipped. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, um, I, I have a problem with that because Joy Spencer had recently fought an um, MMA fighter who looked just absolutely dreadful in a fight in which Floyd Mayweather was in attendance for and things like that of his last fight. So I, I, I want to see uh, some competition for Joey Spencer. I don't have nothing against the kid. I like what he's shown. He looks like he's got some really good skills, but for him to have these um, <clears throat> easy fights, really easy fights, I want to see some more from him. But, I mean, uh, you know, let's talk about the, the, the first two fights. Uh, you had Brandon Figueroa coming out in a fight where it seemed like it was uh, – um, you know, whatever some people want to call it. To me, it 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 just it left a, a, a ugly taste in my mouth from the jump. And I called you right after the first round, saying this one is not going past four, and it went three. Um, you know, I don't like the Figueroa's. Uh, me and Omar had our beef at in Carson, California, over at uh, StubHub when, you know, he felt that he can't handle any kind of criticism and he's got a little brother who calls himself the heartbreaker. <clears throat> but, man, get out of here with your hairy armpits. You ain't breaking no hearts coming from your little small town in Texas. Just just cut it out. You, you, you small time, money. You ain't, you ain't about that life. You ain't no heartbreaker. And if he really wants to find some opponents that want to be any what worthy of, well, Willa, you got to get in my corner and start training me. I'll get an eight week. I'll get a, I'll get three months in and uh, give him a lot more work than he got in that first round fight or uh, that first fight on the card. That was a joke to me, Willa. That was a joke. I know that's your boys from out there in Texas. But, uh, That's right. Give me three months. Give me three months, and money will get himself in a dog fight, because I guarantee <laughs> it will not go down like that. What I got to cut? What I got to cut? I got to cut about 35, 45 pounds to get to this little guy's weight. Yeah, there's no way. 
All right, cut it out already. <laughs> Giggling's over there. <laughs> well, that was a joke of a fight. I was falling asleep. Hey, man. On my girl's lap watching this shit. Tell me about it. What you I don't think? know how you were falling asleep when this guy was throwing 100, 100 punches uh, per round. I don't know how, what, what, why you were going to sleep doing that. Um, think Moises, uh, what was his name? Uh, Flores. Moises Bum. Oh, yeah, Flores. You know right. Yeah, Moises Flores. So, yeah, remember, remember I said you were asking me how the hell did he, did he get that fight, and I told you. I saw him in Dallas. So, yeah, now I, I, when I was looking back, he was fighting another young guy, I think, up-and-coming cat, and he might have got robbed. I think what happened was he may have got robbed, and it was for the WBA. It was for the WBA belt. So my man has only lost uh, two times. You know, coming up, uh, Figueroa at 22 years old, that was a legitimate fight. And it was a fight, they said, eliminator for – they were saying eliminator now. They they never really I don't know. They didn't say for what. I'm pretty sure I could probably find that out. But that was a legit fight, man. Um I'm not mad at that at all. Mm. Uh, that boy gave him that work. He came out there, pretty boy. Um uh no action for a television feature, yeah. Well, they call him he has to he had the uh they call him the heartbreaker. The boy had the HBK logo, the broken heart logo. Well, you know, oh, he's probably he's probably knocking down all the honeys, man. And so you know, he's doing his thing. Yeah. And he looked he looked excellent in there. A plus for the young man. He, he, you know, he's in there. He's twenty two, fighting a grown ass man, and he gave him that work. Um, can't be mad at that. Yeah, he should. But you were for I some, guess but you were for some reason. I guess when you're knocking down nickels. From where in the little small town that you're from, you could you could call yourself a heartbreaker. But he ain't no pretty boy knocking down no dimes, so he didn't even miss me with that. Yeah, I mean, and this is no salt in the figure though. I'm just I'm just telling it how it is. But hey, you know, if you're if you're knocking down nickels and they call you the heartbreaker, so be it. But I want to see him get in there with some real level competition, and I guarantee you, get his ass whooped just like his bigger brother did when it came to the hands of Jerry Belmontes, who made him cry. Made his older brother cry in the Olympics when they when he was holding L's because we all know the Figueroa's is uh, butter soft. I wouldn't. Uh, I'm not co-signing that at all. Both of them um, is uh, Figueroa. They're both undefeated, right? I mean, I guess you could call them no that. L's, huh? Yeah, I think you said. I think you called them the No L brothers. Uh, the Charlos no used to be the No L brothers, no but. You know the Figueroa's are down there, south. Uh, where are they? They're south, east. No, southwest. They're out there in the southwest Texas, uh, holding it down for Texas boxing, man. And we've got another one. Watch out for that boy, Heartbreaker Figueroa, because that boy's a real deal. Yeah, stop it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess so. Uh, but I mean, what about? Okay, all right, yeah. Whatever about the Figueroa's, Omar. I'll see you again one day. I need you to keep that synergy because I'm one to I'm the type to forgive but never forget. But if ever I see Omar Figueroa, it's gonna be the same energy that I got and had from him from the first time me and him encountered each other and he had a problem with some of the things I said about him and Jerry Belmontes. But I'll leave it at that. No issues involved whatsoever. 
I, I could still critique or give credit and props due to a great fight. And the Figueroa family obviously has boxes in the genes and in the bloodline. So congratulations. Congratulations. Here's all I know for both of them. Their day's coming. And, you know, if I decide to get in camp, it'll be a day coming sooner rather than later. But I'm busy right now, so I ain't got no time for that. Humble pie will be served sooner or later, one way or another, uh, by hook or by crook. And uh, I'll be sitting here sipping my lemonade with the uh, the, uh, cherry on top, and I'll be waiting for that day. But uh, moving along from that with uh, Joey Spencer, now this kid looks like he's got a lot of talent. Got a lot of tools in the toolbox, looks strong, very fast, good reflexes, things of that nature. But, I mean, come on, Willa. A firefighter and a detective who's 3-1 and one, that was a, what, six- or eight-year pro on a 225-day layoff? Get the fuck out of here, man. That was No, I think he fought <laughs> MMA. I think he fought MMA. And this that was his he was two and one in boxing, but he was a six year pro, meaning he'd been fighting professionally for six years. I I mean I'll slap the shit out of that guy and he won't do nothing about it. That's just me. Uh you know, and I'm not no tough guy. Hey, really that old man will give you that work, RC. You didn't see that. You didn't see that movement, dog. You'd be tired. You'd be tired after a couple of a couple of seconds of that, dog. Chasing him around. No, 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 no. And if anybody from Joey Spencer's camp or Omar Figueroa, his brother Brandon Figueroa, got a problem with anything I say, I place. I pay for your flight to Central California. I got a nice hotel that's down the street from my. From my place, I, I I tuck you in real nice, get you a real, real nice five star suite, something like that. But we'd all be drunk, as the great Eric Eric Dickerson likes to say. But I mean, Willa, come on now. Be honest, because I'm giving Joey Spencer a B minus of a performance for his fight against a fucking detective slash firefighter slash MM gay fighter. That was a fucking joke, and I'm glad Uskatagi. And Caleb Plant woke me up from my slumber because I was getting ready to call it an early night on some Z's. But given the fact that Outsiders Boxing Podcast is my main priority, who's going to be here no matter what? I might have showed up. If there was no, if that was the main event and Figueroa was the co-main, I would have came on here talking like, Outsiders Boxing Podcast, January 13th, 2019. How's everybody doing? I would have been half asleep. I would have been half asleep, sounding like I would have been like some of these little teenagers nowadays who's popping some of those pills on that ooey and all that good stuff because that was a complete joke performance from Joey Spencer. What are you giving him, Willis? I'm giving him an A+. Plus. Uh, now, Joey Spencer, he looks like hey, you know, he looks like yeah. I mean, he dropped the guy. He 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 knocked the guy out in two rounds, and he didn't get hit. So it's like this guy's eighteen years old, man. Who who do you want him to fight? Now the other guys, you know, we're watching guys like uh, 
um, who's out there? Haney, Jose C. I mean, not Jose C. Teofimo. These guys are 20, 21 years old. They're still fighting bones. You know, so this guy's just fighting four, four rounds. You know, that he's fighting four rounds on TV shows you how much these guys think of him. He has that Canelo bill. He's about, it looks like he's about Canelo size right now. I don't even know what weight they were at, to tell you the truth. But it looks like he's a pretty swole dude out there, very young. He's throwing, unlike a lot of 18- and 19-year-olds out here, he's got that pop. He looks like he's the real deal. And I give him an A-plus because he, he was supposed to come there, knock that guy, guy out, and people would be like, damn, who's this 18-year-old kid? And that's what he did. Excellent. A-plus. Well, uh, now you're my guy, and I got your back through thin and thin. You're my man, 50 grand, all that. But if you were to beat up D from the 8-4-3 in a two-round effort, I'm going to give you a B-minus because you just beat up an old man. And that's what Joey Spencer did, in my personal opinion, my humble estimation. I can't give an A nor a B nor a B-plus for that kind of a performance when you're going against a slouch of that nature. That's just me. Hey, man, this is how you learn. This is how you build. You can't get mad at that. They needed somebody to get their ass whooped. And, you know, that guy, he said he wanted to give people, give people hope, put a little hope into people's lives, you know. So now people are going to sleep. I, I, I hope they don't catch your ass whooping like he did. So, um, you know, I'm not mad at that at all. The boy gave him that work, was just beating him, you know. It's bad when you're hitting a guy just so hard that he wants to fight, but he just can't. And you're not even – he wasn't even giving, giving him just super solid blows to the face. He was, like, hitting him at the top of the head, hitting him in the, in the body, and just, oof. That guy's going to be the real deal. Spencer's, Spencer will be the real deal, looking out for him. Um, the future is bright for boxing. And now we've got, we've got, a, uh, we've got a white guy that's going to be coming up amongst, you know, the real Garcia, Ryan Garcia, amongst uh, Lopez, amongst Shakur, amongst Haney. You know, we've got this guy uh, amongst Benavidez, uh, 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 not Benavidez, who just fought, um, whatever his name is, whoever fought the first fight amongst with him, you know, the future is bright for boxing, man. You know, and uh, speaking of David Haney, I guess we could cover up from now on moving forward, but I'm going to rely on you more so than myself because I told you of the unfortunate circumstances that had just happened to me recently. And uh, due to that, I missed out on the Devin Haney fight Friday and uh, most of the sports yesterday with uh, everything involved in that uh, that we don't really have to talk about. But uh, So I did not get a chance to cover that due to <clears throat> uh, reasonable uh, reasons that we'll keep personal, and uh, but I did see some of the highlights, and I know highlights don't um, tell the whole story. But David Haney um, looked impressive, solid job done in the second round, and getting himself a well-deserved victory. Now I can respect that what David Haney did. That is, uh, I definitely give him props and everything that he got going is what's definitely earned uh, on a Friday night. Good job shown by him. 
But, Willa, in your estimation, let's hear the grade because you're in a very generous mood right now giving guys like Devin Haney, a pl- or uh, giving guys like Joey Spencer A-pluses and things like that. What was your assessment from the unanimous decision victory given to David Haney on Friday night? Uh, David uh, Haney was uh, – he did an excellent job, you know. Starting off, I'll give him a grade. I would give him an A. Um, he looked great in there at some points. You know, he's the type of guy that, uh, you know, he's a boxer. He wants to use his skill, which he has tremendous skill, tremendous skill. He wants to use his skill, but he was a headline in the fight. Uh, he was the main event. So he wants to come out there and box, I mean, and try to knock this guy out. And you could tell he came out forceful, uh, starting up. Uh, beating this guy in Dog Genie or something like that, Dog Genie or something like that, uh, giving him that work um, early, knocked him down in the second. But the African, undefeated, he came to fight, man. And um, he was, even though uh, Haney was winning the winning the rounds, you know, I think I might have gave the African guy like two rounds, one round. Um, it was he was sort of keeping it close in the middle, and then he started winning for a little bit where uh, Haney got – Haney seemed to get a little tired because he was he was putting a lot of pressure on at the beginning. But he got a second win and sort of finished it off, finished it off good. The only thing I say about uh, Haney is that his power isn't there yet, but, you know, he's still a young man. He's not he's not going to be as strong as, as he's going to be soon. So, you know. He's got a chin. He was eating that guy's punches. He was way bigger, though. You know, he was still a bigger guy, but uh, that's what you expect. He gave him that work. I give him an A because he was fighting a guy that looked like he was in there to fight, and he wasn't, uh, you know, I think he was 25-0 and 0 or something like that, fighting mostly African cats over there, I believe. So, but it was a pretty good fight, man. I give him an A. Probably, you know, it was, I'll give him like a 93, not quite an A minus, but in between the A and the A minus, man, it was good. Good job. I wish he had a little more power. Um, and you know, it was a good fight. So I give him, I give him an A for sure. Yeah, it looked well deserving. Uh, it looked well deserved from what I've seen. I can't uh, comment on round by round because I did miss that one. But from what I've seen, it looked like he did a, a really good job in his performance. And I just wanted to see him have a, a really good progression and easy work type of a night, you know? Yeah, and, and it, it sort of was. It was. It was. It was good, hard, easy work, you know. It was sort of like Kovalev Ward, you know. That's to get some good, hard, easy work. It wasn't. It was. It was like just a hard day in practice, you know. You're still doing what you want to do, getting what you want to get off. But the other guy, he's making it a little harder than just the easiest of easy work, you know. But he, the boy looks good, man. He's got, the, he, he's got the skills. He's got the skills. If he could just get that power, um, he's going to be ready. And he said that he's not a contender no more. He's ready to fight for the belt. I believe he's like 20, 21, like that. So he's ready. These young guys, they're hungry. Him, Lopez, I think they're the guys that are ready to make these, uh, these title pushes. Uh, yeah, even um, – my, my man that that fought uh, the first fight, he's ready to make a title push. So these young guys are uh, they're, they're trying to push up. We'll see, and we can't forget Mungia. You know, he, yeah, I forgot him. He's already a champion. 
But yeah. this fool, I forgot how old he is, but yeah, I think he he ain't that old. Yeah, well, good thing Devin Haney's not Adrian Broner because if you're talking about he's got the skills, you got to, you got to. You sound like Leonard Ellaby, and he probably wouldn't want to hear that. But Devin Haney's a, <laughs> much, a, um, a, a, a much less of a headache from an Adrian Broner type if you give cr- credit as far as trying to talk about he's got the skill. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, well, I mean, on. just you have to watch it. He's got it, and it's not like it's not like – it's not like Broner where it's like he's got the potential skill. No, these guys, this guy has the skill. He just doesn't have the power yet, you know. No, he's got it. It's not like Broner, and he ain't and he ain't holding it back either. It ain't like Broner. This is nothing like Broner. So you're telling me that Devin, Devin Haney is a better fighter than Adrian Broner right now? No, 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 not right now. <laughs> but at this age, coming up at the right, they're about they might be at the almost you know Broner's a little bit better, but they're almost at the same level of skill. Wow, Broner's just a, Broner's just a grown man, and he can probably eat Haney's punches at this point in time. Speaking of Adrian Broner, before we get to our next subject. Um, that kid, well, he's not a kid no more, but that, that young man, Adrian Broner, have you seen what kind of shape he's in right now? Because I see a lot of the boxing world talking about, no, some people are saying he's ripped. Some people are saying, no, he's, um, he, he looks weight drained and things like that. Is that just the haters talking Willow or? Do you think that Adrian Broner looks like he's in some pretty damn good shape? Because from what I've seen and what surfaced on the episode two of All Access, uh, Adrian was saying, oh, this the AB they want to see? When he's back in shape, chiseled up, looking like AB, still can't buy a neck with all the money he's got, but um, he looks like he's in a pretty damn good shape. I don't know about no weight draining that other people talk about. What's your estimation on if you've seen the surface of the physical appearance of Adrian Broner? Uh, yeah, I've been uh, checking him out on IG, his foolery and his uh, his nonsense. So, so yeah, I've definitely seen what he's been doing. Uh, this is not. This shouldn't be. Um, this shouldn't be a surprise to people that Broner gets in shape when it's time to get in shape. I think he's always proved to do that. He's always, you know, he might miss, now he might miss weight, but he's always in pretty good damn shape. He ain't in there getting too tired. He's always ending fights strong. You know, this is, even though, you know, we could, Broner is a lot of things, but training and getting in shape is usually something that he can do. And that's something, and that's, and that's why, that may be the reason why he's still around and he's still able to fight these big fights, even though he's taking the L's because when he takes the L's, he's finishing strong and he's talking shit afterwards because he might with Madonna, he gave him some good work in the, in the, uh, the last, I think the 12th, 11th and 12th, uh, Porter, he dropped him. You know, the only one he didn't give any work to was Garcia, but that's because he's the, the prodigal son right now. So, Hey, yes, yeah, yeah. it's the haters talking. Broner's, Broner's yeah. ready, man. 
He's got uh, the. Yeah. Like I, you I, said, I, he's got the. He's got the. You got the. You got the. Yeah. We'll see if he. We'll see if he uses. Uh, yeah, I, I'm super hyped about that. Will like I can't wait till we talk about it on Wednesday. Um, I'm super hyped about that fight coming up. Um, I got one of my buddies, uh, uh, Bama, who I call, which is from Alabama, will be in Las Vegas um, attending that fight, and uh, I will get. I will be sending him about two Benjis to put on AB just to just because by hook or by crook. I, I, I like AB's odds in this fight, but I'll but I'll explain that later on Wednesday. But I do just want to touch on that because uh, I know certain people, including our own Seattle sign, saying that you know Broner's not in shape and and things like that. But we know damn well when Broner is time to get in shape for his size, um, he. Uh, he chops up and he he looks really good to me right now. He uh, he's uh, not looking like the the weight drained AB that fought Mikey Garcia when he was you know forcibly uh, uh, what he come in that night at one thirty nine point six or something. That's uh that's weight drain. But right now he looks about a good healthy one forty one forty nine right now one fifty maybe. Uh, but uh, you know come fight night him and uh, him and him and uh, Emmanuel Pacquiao, known as Manny Pacquiao, um, I think that the 147 won't be much of an issue for him. And I'll I tell you one thing. A lot of the haters are saying, why the fuck does Adrian keep talking about making $100 million? Does the dumb fuck not know he's making uh, probably $5 million this fight? What people are so stupid to not comprehend and not understand is that Manny Pacquiao – Got in a, fo- a fight with Floyd and made what a hundred plus. Conor McGregor got in a f- fight with Floyd and made a hundred plus. It's obvious to me that the fight coming up forward with Pacquiao and Broner, Pacquiao's talking about it. You've seen them at the Clipper game. Um, rumblings are coming back, and to me, it seems like winner of the Pacquiao Broner fight is going to be entering the Mayweather sweepstakes. And if you enter the Mayweather sweepstakes, when you talk as much shit and know how to promote and sell a fight like Adrian can, like Connor did, it's obviously going to be somewhere near the estimation of uh, hypotheticals for Adrian Broner being 100 million, given that an MMA fighter like Connor McGregor made that much, uh, and things like that. So people, you know, they, they just need to think a little bit outside the box instead of thinking with that hate on AB. But Adrian looks in uh, really good shape right now. Um the the all access episodes have been uh, really entertaining. Um, even though Adrian, you know, he's a little bit out there sometimes, but he seems to be common, common himself. And I, I really enjoy watching Adrian on all access with his children and being a good father instead of uh, partying as much as he does and spending money at strip clubs and things like that. Because people think that a man with, with what eight children is a piece of shit dad, but Adrian uh, seems like he's a uh, a lot better of a father figure than people would lead one other to believe. So um, I'm hyped about that. I can't wait to talk about it Wednesday. And I know you're going to have uh, the show hyped with everybody coming in, giving predictions and things like that. But um, uh, we, we spoke about it already and I, I can't wait to talk about it again. But uh, uh, moving forward though, um, your man came out today and I don't know how 
this motherfucker keeps coming up in the news. But Oscar De La Hoya, your man, the self-proclaimed Willowville. What, what, what do we used to call it in OTG? Willowville? Willow Country? Oscar De La Hoya coming out talking about Canelo Triple G3. Saying he's taking it up to the higher demands. And we'll give the people what they want to see. Canelo, Golovkin 3. Well, I know you've seen this, and can't say that we're surprised, but um, is this something that you would want moving forward for your guy Canelo to get back in there with uh, a, a fight with Golovkin, in which have been some really hard-pressed 24 rounds for the guy, even though he's picked up uh, a W in one and a, a draw in the other, which didn't seem like that. Uh Looking forward to Canelo Golovkin 3, Willa, or is this something that Oscar just needs to move past on and try to get somebody else some work? Because we have to put in consideration on this. It's not just Oscar. They sold those rights to one Eddie Hearn, and this is uh, the zone making the final call. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with this situation moving forward with Golovkin and Canelo? Because it looks like they're trying to get part three on the road. Um. I don't like this at all, man. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not mad at oh, it. Oh, really? Just, I just wouldn't. Yeah, I just wouldn't prefer. I mean, he already whooped him. I mean, you know, do what you do. You know, that's a, that's if people want to see it. I don't know who these people are. Just Triple G fans, but you know, I'm, I don't want to see that. If I was him, now that I would fight. You know, I, I would try to see if I could uh, test Caleb Plant. You know. See if I could test him, get that get that super middleweight uh, belt off that boy. So, you know. Uh, you'd like that, uh, wouldn't you? I mean, I wouldn't like it, but if I was Canelo, that's what I'd be thinking. If I, you know, I'm fighting up there. There goes the guy with the belt. <laughs> he don't look like he's, he, he's pushing that that hard. You know, he's got some good skills. Be a good boss. Piece of work, Willa. You're just trying to take on, you're just trying to pick up the easiest belt <laughs> that's lying around. <laughs> hey, that's what you're supposed to do, man. Hey, work smarter, not harder. <laughs> They'll get you where that. you need to be, man. Yeah, so, you know, but this Triple G fight, I don't want to see this shit whatsoever. I ain't going to lie. I mean, I'll watch it. I'll root for him. I just say it's going to be easy work, you know. But I don't think anybody wants to see that. I definitely don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I'm i past the point of hating on Canelo. I, I'm done with that shit. I'm done. I'm, I, I just want to see the face of boxing have fights that we all would like to see, given the fact that you got uh, Jamal Charlo, uh uh, uh, Boo Boo Andrade, uh, Danny Jacobs, uh, David Lemieux. You know, you got other things out there, and I figured maybe, you know, you just want to get something else going for that. So, I mean, I don't know. It's hard for me, bro. It's hard for me to figure out which what they want to do with that. And for me, Golovkin Part 3 is not the fight that I want to see again. But Delaware seems to be pushing for it. And um, I'm not doubting it would make good money, because I definitely think it can. But at the end of the day, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to 
imagine that one happening again. But if it does, I mean, am I going to lie to you right now and say I'm not going to pay for it and watch it on pay-per-view? No. I've been to the last, what, out of the last four Canelo fights, I've been there in Vegas and seen his fights. Purchase, uh, I mean, no. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, but, you know, your guy, Willa, your man, Canelo, is the face of boxing, and I want to see him test himself and, 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 and prove to everybody why he's making all that money. You got Boo Boo Andrade tweeting earlier this week saying, Canelo can't keep fighting these bums and making all this money. To me, that sounds like somebody checking another man's pockets, which is whack in my opinion. But at the same time, does he have a point? Probably so. But I don't think you should say stuff like that. But whatever. Yeah, that don't bother me, none. Uh, even though, mannerism standpoint, it, it, it rubs you in the wrong way. Uh, but, you know, I, I just thought it was interesting to see that one uh, talked about earlier in the day or earlier in the week with Oscar. And, uh, man, I mean, who knows what the fuck happens and what moves forward from it. But all I know is this. Whatever happens with your man Canelo Alvarez, guess who's paying for pay-per-view? Me. Well, and I'm probably you. I know you. I don't know. I know we got the hookup and we could watch it for free, but I know you want to see it on the big screen with the HD, 1080p, all that good stuff, and witness the face of boxing putting in some work. But, uh, you know. Yeah, no, not that wanna, fight. Not that, that fight, one? I'm definitely – yeah, I'm definitely not paying for that, for sure. Oscar wouldn't be happy with that. Hey, man, me, I mean, I, I fuck with Oscar. I don't I don't agree with everything he does. <laughs> I'm not a stan. I'm a fan, not a stan. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I take, I take, I take, uh, I take a little bit of uh, a little, you know, I don't like that. <laughs> That's my guy, Eminem. Let me talk about stands like that, bro. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't with you But man I don't know bro Boxing is uh, In a great place Right now though And um, As far as Canelo goes uh, But we didn't But Willa We cannot say That we didn't see this coming uh, People can check In the archives Two years ago And we're talking about Before the first Golovkin fight Had happened with Canelo That the competition Is so deep At 160 and 154 It'd be tough For both of these guys To not look bad, maybe Canelo could, uh, you know, show some dog in him and have better fights with some of these guys. But for Golovkin, I was never a Golovkin guy. And if he was to get in the ring with any of these young guys, I think he'd he'd look bad. He'd look so bad that it would make Canelo's two biggest or one biggest win look not so much impressive. Um, But, man... You know, I guess I understand it. Uh, not, 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 uh, not, not happy, but not surprised at the same time. But um, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I, I, I know I sound like a bad news bears right now, talking about it. But when I seen it earlier on Twitter that Oscar was announcing it, and you know, how Oscar does this is the biggest fight that the world wants to see, and he's even talking about being on the undercard. Fighting Dana White, like what the fuck's really going on, man? <laughs> uh, 
I just don't get it, man. I don't know what's really going on with this, but and I'm and I'm not using this moment to. I know I take shots at Oscar and, and Canelo, but I'm not even going there right now. Um, I'm not even going there right now. I'm not even going there. Uh, I, at this point in time, if that's going to happen, part three, I'd be all for Oscar versus Dana, and Oscar beat the shit out of Dana White. So, <laughs> you know. Um, but whatever, whatever. We'll leave it at that, I guess. Um, now, Willa, this is the week where we're building up towards what, I would consider a big fight, and I know we're in the minority of that, given the fact that we talked on Wednesday about purchasing the $75 pay-per-view of Brona Pacquiao, uh, would you or would you not? And uh, JP was definitely not on boat with that. So it feels like we are the two Neanderthals riding the bus that not many people are trying to get a ride on for whatever reason. Um, but well, I I don't get that. I don't get that. But this is a big weekend coming up, and you have a handful of a show which we're probably going to spend an extended time period on. Which I know Janelle will be on. I know JP will be on. I know Seattle Sign will call on talking that shit about Adrian getting knocked out because he's been talking to me nonstop. Uh message-wise, left on red for my part about A.B. getting stopped against Pacquiao and a guy who he talked a lot of shit about Pacquiao, which is kind of funny. I don't know. I don't like black-on-black crimes, but, you know, black-on-black indictment is even worse. I think Seattle Stein might should have been a character or on that on that movie that Jordan Peele's got coming out called Us that's going to be coming out in the future. But we got our hands full with this one coming up, man. And I cannot wait for us to get to that one on Wednesday. Uh, with Ron Pacquiao coming up, um, but uh, you know, um, uh, you know what, um, Janelle can be saying he's on right now. Let's uh, let's get to Janelle and see what he's got to talk about. We, we uh, Janelle, we've been talking about some of these nonsense fights that happened today. But Caleb Plant versus Uskatagi was a very good fight. I don't know if you're able to uh, peep that one out right now, given the fact that I know it's eleven fifteen on the East Coast, and. Uh, I know Janelle's staying in camp, seeing him posting pictures, staying in pretty good shape, as always. But, uh, Willa, if we could get to Janelle and see what's really going on out there on the East Coast of things and anything he's got to comment on or things moving up, uh, I'd rather him talk about some of this stuff that, the if he didn't see any of the fights, uh, would talk about the uh, hypotheticals that Oscar Del Hoy is talking about as far as Canelo Golovkin 3 and how he feels about that because uh, I know Janelle would have an interesting point of view coming for it. So, Janelle, Outsiders Boxing Podcast, East Coast correspondent, what's going down with you, man? How you doing out there, bro? What, what, what you got going on right now? Over, Are you at the gym? Are you at the house? What's going on, man? The mute button is very powerful. Well, <laughs> hey, I've been chilling tonight, man. <laughs> I've been chilling tonight, man. I'm, I'm it's amateur hour tonight. I got the crowd going crazy, and uh, um, you know, 
whenever it comes down to it. Uh, you know, I could, uh, I could, uh, I could put a good show on. You know, you give me the fucking mic over here. You know, um, <laughs> hey Willa, um, real quick though, while we wait for Janelle, um, have you have you seen both episodes of the uh, All Access that's been put out by uh, uh, Showtime? Um, that's been Pacquiao Broner because I mean, for a guy like Manny Pacquiao who's had money issues and things like that. I want to get your take on this one. Uh, lines of Filipinos showing up. Now, I know Adrian Broner says this shit's for the hood, but AB ain't lining up in the hood, handing out racks like Manny Pacquiao is doing to some of these people right there. It's kind of, um, it's uh, it's heartening and heart and, and, and heartfelt warming and all things of that nature, but for a guy who's got money issues, uh, what do you think about it? Because <laughs> Pacquiao, um, what they got going on, Janelle, I know you're with us. We'll, we'll get to you right after this one. But have you thought, uh, what have you seen, or what is your thoughts on the, the, the two All Access episodes, if you have seen both of them that have just, I think the last one resurfaced on Friday, I believe, which was part two. Um, any thoughts on the uh, All Access episode that's been coming out with Broner and Pacquiao? Uh, no, I haven't watched that. I've seen the workouts and I've seen Pacquiao some interviews and Broner's interviews, but as far as watching that, I haven't watched it. I, I haven't watched those things in a while. Any of those, uh, any of those little All Access, they all seem sort of like the same to me. They're not really real. Uh, they're not as good as they are when Floyd was doing them. Uh, so, you know, I usually don't watch them. Um, I know you said something about it, so I was thinking about checking it out. I see it's on YouTube. I was going to check it out, but I still haven't. I might check it out before the fight, but as of now, it hasn't, uh, I haven't came across it yet. Okay. All right. Well, hey, but, let's, let's yeah. go to Janelle. Uh, Janelle's uh, hitting me on the text line saying, hey, y'all, y'all muted me. You know we don't do that, Janelle. Let's go to the East Coast because I know. It's a little late over there, and he want to get some things off his mind. And Janelle, um, you don't have to uh, 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 throw no hooks at me or nothing like that, because I'm team J. I'm team JP Janelle Parkinson. So what's going on, man? Tell me what you got going on. Are you at the gym? You at the house? What's going on, man? I seen that you had an unfortunate circumstance, such as myself, uh, the other night that you had when you got back to your home, traveling from Florida, which I yeah. send my, my condolences to because yeah, I just I went through the same thing the other night, my guy. Man, man, these crazy ass chicks, man. Yeah, I mean, these crazy ass chicks. That's what I found out who it was, though, man. Ain't nothing. Oh, it's well, women. Well, I got single. <laughs> well, they ain't breaking. They just broke my front window. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, man. Right. yeah. I mean, I seen that. And I was like, oh, yeah, man, man. I feel for you, but I was going through the same thing over here, man, on the west side. That's what happens, man. And since when you like me, man, they just like they just be all over you and shit. And they can't take when you leave their asses, you know what I mean? I mean, they just, it is what it is. But, like, like back to boxing. Prayers up. Yeah, it is what it is. I'm I'm home now. I'm preparing for Singapore. Singapore is coming up on the 28th. You know what I mean? I travel across seas, across the Pacific. I do some damage over there, you know what I mean? Huh? Oh, you got a fight coming up? Yeah, yeah, uh, over in Singapore. 
Hey, what, hey, what's it oh, like over there, man? There's some of those UK motherfuckers like that kind of racist that people kind of talk about. Nah, Singapore is across the Pacific. And so what was it like in your trip that you had going over there? Well, I've never been to Singapore before. It's my first time. I've been to China. I've been to uh, South Korea. I didn't like China, man. China is like, I mean, you know what I mean? Man, I just don't like the shit they be eating. They be eating dog and shit. You know, you go to restaurants, man, they'll kill chicken right in front of you and cook that shit. And I was like, I don't, oh, that's don't get me wrong, I eat chicken. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I eat chicken, but I don't want to see that shit get killed right in front of me. I mean, cook that shit right in front of me, I mean. <laughs> it is what it is, I mean. I don't want to see that shit. But I don't, I don't know, it is what it is. It's a different culture, but, you know what I mean? I've I never been to Singapore, so I don't, I don't know what I'm looking forward to, you know what I mean? It is what it is. But, like, as far as the Pacquiao-Brona fight, I mean, honestly, I think Brona's a live underdog in this fight. I think Brona's a live underdog. I don't think Pacquiao, well, since Alex Ariza left Pacquiao, Pacquiao hasn't scored a knockout since. I think Brona could take a punch. I know Simon keeps saying about how Brona's getting stops and such, but the man could take a punch. And you can say whatever you want about the guy, but the man could take a beating. I mean, I don't think Pacquiao is going to knock him out. I think Brona's a live underdog in this fight. I just think you know I'm saying, saying, I just think he's a live underdog. I don't see that same Pacquiao throwing a thousand punches to fight. You know what I mean? That was back when he was on that on, on that go go juice. You know what I mean? But 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 that Pacquiao was over with. That Pacquiao's uh, it's like people still looking. It's like late in Tyson's career, people thought that Tyson, of uh, fighting Lewis was the Tyson, uh, back when he beat Michael Spinks. It's like no, he's not. <laughs> That Tyson's Williams, like Marion Stewart said back then, that Tyson is long gone. Oh, Lance Lewis is the best now. I mean, it is, I'm not saying Bruno's right, the best right, today, right. but I'm just yeah. happy. No, I just no, think I he's a live underdog. No, I got you. I'm, I'm I just sure think he's a live we'll underdog. Save, we'll, we'll save the rest of that for Wednesday. But what is your thoughts about let's uh, let's uh, what about you seen Oscar talking about Canelo and Golovkin three? Um, you plan on taking a trip out to I Vegas think, for that? Uh, Canelo has some stiff comp right now at 160. Um. Mainly Danny Jacobs. Yeah, you know I mean, it's like they were promoting at the last fight, but I think Danny Jacobs actually, you know, he puts little butterflies in Canelo's stomach. You know what I mean, I mean, uh, 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 Jacobs poses a threat, man. His his height, his length. He's athletic. He uses his reach well. He has footwork. He has power in both hands. He doesn't always go for knockout, but he still has power in both hands. And you know, the man works the body. It's like, and he has a good chin. So it's like, it's like with the Laura. If I knew Laura wasn't getting a rematch, after that, if I just knew Laura wasn't getting a rematch, you know what I mean, and Danny Jacobs is that Laura problem, but Danny Jacobs has power. He has serious power at 160. I don't think he knocks Canelo out. I think I still pick Canelo to win on points by robbery. Yeah, but yeah. You know, I yeah. Think, it seemed like it seemed I like De La Hoya and Canelo were down for a Jacobs fight, and all of a sudden, when Jacob was off foot, they're like, uh, uh you know what? Uh, let's, let's I think Canelo. We just beat you know, if you watch, if you watch that after the Garden fight, it's like Canelo was sizing him up. I think he's like, damn, this guy's a pretty big boy, man. I think he really <laughs> sized. Him. If you, if you, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not just talking bullshit. If you go back and you watch, you saw Canelo stand up at him and stepping down. It's like he's sizing him up. He's like, he's like, he's like, this is a really big boy, man. This is a big boy. I think, I think that right there is what put butterflies with Canelo. That moment. If you go back and you watch that shit and you see how they right next to each other, and Canelo is literally sizing them up. I don't think Canelo ever came face to face with him before. I, 
No, I'm not sure. But the way he was sizing them up, I think he realized, hey, Jacobs is a big boy for 160. And with his movement and shit, that shit is a problem. It's a problem. I don't care who you are. It's a problem. I mean, so, so, nah, most, but see, I, think Canelo's next, I, think, I think Canelo's next fight is going to be on Cinco de Mayo against David Lemieux. That's the fight I really see happening next for Canelo. I don't think the Triple G fight's going to happen. I think they will take it again, but they're going to wait for him to really, really slow down some more. So maybe he could pose you know I mean, a knockout problem for Triple G if he's too old. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> but I don't know. Go back and watch that video, and you'll see what I mean. Canelo is really sizing Jacobs up, and he realized, like, hey, hey, man, this is a big boy. And his height and reach events on top of that, that shit is a problem, man. It's a problem. I think you know, they're gonna avoid getting Jacobs. I'm with you. I'm with you on that part there. Um, I'm with you there, man. Hey, Willis. But I do see him beating that that H Town boy Charlo. I do see him <laughs> uh, beating him. On Willa. cue. <laughs> on cue. As soon as we go to Will, you, you knew that one was coming. He's man. gonna bomb. He's gonna bomb squad your boy. I'm surprised yeah, willing to play that nigga please shit. shit. I like that. <laughs> I'm surprised willing to play that nigga please shit. <laughs> I was waiting for that to come. I'm not the only comedian today, you know. I'm glad you got the crowd laugh that that I've been getting all day talking about some of these bum fights that was happening earlier on PBC. But hey, man, um, you know, with the time restrictions coming up, we we got to get out of here uh, with two minutes coming up. Uh, um, you know, I wish you would have hit me up earlier. I didn't know you were on the show. Uh, you should have. Uh, I was on. I was on from the beginning. Well, you know, uh, on Wednesday we're gonna have the preview show I was on. coming up. See, that's. Huh? Well, I, I had no clue. I had no clue about it. I had no clue about that. But Wednesday we're gonna have the preview show coming for Pacquiao Brown. Yeah, we were talking about um, the fight. Yeah, uh, yeah. Didn't see yeah, the yeah, fight. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, it's it's all peace. I mean, but I was still on. So, um, and y'all was talking about some shit I would have talked on, as far as the how boxing's in a good state. And I was gonna talk about how it's funny how Rogan had Kelly Pavick on the show recently. And this is and Joe Rogan was thinking about how boxing is dying, but now he has Kelly Papik on the show. He had Teddy Atlas on the show. He had the oh, Wilder and Fury on the show. Yeah. Or oh, was it Fury he had on the show? So it's like, but years ago, he was thinking about how boxing is dying, but now he, I mean, now he's sucking all these boxers all of a sudden. So it's like, it's just, it's, it's just so interesting. So, so I was going to talk about that, but I don't have enough time now. But hey, hey, uh, hey, boxing definitely we'll, we'll definitely have to get to that. Good point, man. I forgot about Kelly Pavlik being on Joe Rogan's podcast. I, I, I forgot all about that. But uh, uh, we'll get to that, man. Join us Wednesday, man. We're going to have a long and gated show coming on because it's going to be a whole lot of a preview coming up on Wednesday. Uh, Willa, I know it's uh, two hours ahead from where I'm at right now. I know you're probably getting ready to call it a night, put one in the air, and have a good night's rest. I'm probably going to do the same. But uh, um, any final thoughts you got before we get out of here today? Oh no, man! We had a good good night of boxing Friday night. Where they had some good fights going on, and some good young cats. Um, yeah, man, good week of boxing, man. Good. Hopefully, we'll we'll be on time on Wednesday to talk about you know the big fight this weekend coming up. Broner Pacquiao, hey, Pacquiao Broner, however yeah, you want to yeah. say it. Hey, yeah, yeah, and you, hey, you know since you're fucking Mister Nostradamus of football over here, what you got coming in just uh, on record? Real quick, with next week's games being New England, Kansas City, and uh, Los Angeles and New Orleans. It's going to be uh, 
New Orleans. Uh, it's going to be Brady versus yeah. uh, the Rams, probably. I've made my official pick. I don't know who's hurt. Probably. Who's what's going on. So we'll, I haven't made my official pick yet, but you know that's what I'm that's what I'm going with right now. Yeah, I, I try to put your feet to the fire real quick, but all right, okay. I'm calling I'm calling this the old man Super Bowl, Brady versus Breeze. That's me. I, I have courage of my conviction, unlike some people. But uh, hey, we're running out of time right here. We got to get up out of here. So I want to thank Janelle coming from us all the way from New York, joining us. Uh, Willa from the southern portion of Houston, Texas, in these United States of California. Myself from the San Joaquin Valley. In Central California, I'm R.C. Speaking for Willard the King and Janelle Parkinson. We are the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. And we out of here. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.